0: This is Sean Kane, Director of Operations at the Kingdom at Reynolds Lake Oconee, and we're listening to Chasing Birdies.
1: All right, guys, welcome back here to another episode of Chasing Birdies.
2: We are back. It is Thursday. I am
1: here with Mr. Jonathan Peppy, my man.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm really excited for today's episode, just because it interests me a lot, but. As always, today's episode is brought to you by Lynx Brewing. Make sure you go over to lynxbrewing.com. Check them out. They got a couple different beers, the Pale Ale, uh, an IPA. The Haze. Uh, the Haze. And then also the Jason Birdies Blonde Ale. Um, yeah. So it's dynamite. We're starting to get into the warmer months. Time to enjoy a refreshing cold one
1: something. yeah no i just want to say thank you to the Lynx brewing guys matt Moan, jb mr becker you know you guys took us out to fox chapel when y'all had george burgeon two weeks ago we got to play yuck it up a little bit great time so we thank you again no man other than that not too much just uh you know doing this thing with you i may or may not have a couple amateur qualifiers coming up i don't know i'm, I'm on a like, like but i'm on when, the, the fence. when
2: when do you call it quits yeah,
1: it's getting there. It's, it's not so much that I don't want to do it and compete, but, dude, I got so much other stuff on my plate. Yeah. Like, for me to leave for a couple of days. It's a pain in the butt. It's a pain in the ass. And the emails add up. The text messages add up. Then the workload the next couple days add up. And then so it's like, is it worth it for me to go out? I mean, I can tell you right now, with my game, I played last week at Pete Dye Golf Club in Bridgeport, which was in phenomenal shape course is looking great just hosted the west virginia university invitational the mountaineers played played decent on the home course although oklahoma state came in and and took the title but i'm playing good i could tell you what i will shoot before i tee off 77 no my yeah my range my range goes 74 78 i'm gonna shoot something like that you know i shot 75 last week and i was one over after 15 holes bogey two to the last three i tell you what, though, dude, the the the, the ping driver, though, as we hot. discussed before. Hot. I mean, it's that's how it just goes.
2: It's a, it's a, um. and the more people you talk to, the more people that are getting it. Yeah. And they're going into these fittings without, you, you know, know, I need a ping. They're going in with, give me all the options, the, the ping, the tailor-made, this, that, and the other. And that's why it's so important to get fitted.
1: Yeah, you got to. And we'll get into that because you can get fitted here in Southwest Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. At a wonderful spot in the mountains called Nemecolon. Nemecolon.com. They have all the indoor hitting bays, trackman, weight distribution levels so you can see your weight. And they have top of the line fitters here. Uh, Jaron Harper is a great, great teacher and phenomenal. And Mike Labello's a fitter. Great. He's a great teacher too. So, Nemecolon people, Nemecolon.com. Come on up here, get your golf game in check for the summer because it is right here right now
2: right here and, right now
1: and as you will hear today not to get too far ahead but we have a professional club fitter sean joins us here today sean Kane, for those sean not yeah know. sorry my bad um director of golf director of instruction at the kingdom in georgia which is taylormade's east coast operations and it's open to the public and, and we'll dive into that did you watch any of the Zurich? I mean, are you watching the tour at all? I mean,
2: I, I watched a little bit of the Zurich, but you know, some of the teams I didn't know anybody on it, and that's the thing too is that sports in general I have not been watching as much. You know, you have two little kids, and you're watching um, Blippi and <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, so the I'm more right now tied into the playoff hockey scene. Um, yeah. So we got some some barn you know barn burners going on here. And uh Who's, who do you think's looking the best right now, bud? Well, I mean, there's a lot of teams that are looking good. You know, Boston came out a little flat, they're starting to pick up speed a little bit. Edmonton came out a little flatter, they're starting to pick up mm-hmm. speed again. Uh the Rangers started their series two oh, they lost the Devils, Devils. to two one, you know, game four is this past Monday, which
1: That was a that was a dicey one. That was
2: a dicey one. So um Yeah. I think it's anybody's game right now. It's too early in the in the playoffs to tell you. got 16 teams right now battling it out. So, this is kind of my time right now, bud. You got the you, NHL playoffs, you got the majors of the golf coming up.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Mexico Open starts today. I'm sure you're not going to watch that, but maybe you will. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I'll
2: tell you what I haven't been watching it's CW. Um, but it's out, it, you know, they were in Australia. It looked like a party, dude. It looked like they were a blast. They had a ton of people there. I so think good on them. I couldn't tell you who won though. I know.
1: Well, Taylor Gooch won, but I'm telling you, I think we are starting to drink the Kool Aid a little bit. Like we're gonna learn how to accept this thing, and I'm here for it. Um, I think everyone's emotions got hurt in the beginning, but I think it's coming around full circle now, and it's all good. Um, and tonight is the NFL draft. It's gonna be very interesting to see what happens. Great time of year. So a
2: lot think, of good stuff. You think the Steelers are taking Porter Jr. Well, if he's there, that's the other route. I mean,
1: I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, but it, it remains to be seen.
2: But let's get this thing over to Sean Kane
1: Again, Sean Kane's Director of Instruction and Operations at the Kingdom in Georgia, TaylorMade's Kingdom. You guys enjoy this one. All right, you golf nuts out there. We are back here for another episode of Chase and Birdies. And we have Director of Operations at the Kingdom, Lake Reynolds Oconee. Sean Kane on the hook today, my man. What is up? How's it going? Did I do that right? Like Oconee, it? It's
0: Reynolds Lake Oconee. It's a mouthful, so
1: <laughs> it it really is, is man. It's a, like Athens, Georgia, though. So, yeah. well, man, thanks for joining us here, my man. Um, you know, so for those of you out there that don't know the kingdom, it is affiliated with TaylorMade Golf. So, you know, a lot of a lot of good stuff to talk about today here on this episode
2: of Chase and Birdies. Again, thanks, my man.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's gonna be fun.
2: My man Sean, it's exciting. Uh, we'll get into obviously the tailor-made and all that jazz, but let's talk a little bit about where you came from, how you got into golf. You know, I saw that you were a head pro for 13 years at Chateau Alon. Um, the only reason I know that course because there was an AJGA there, mm-hmm. uh, and they probably still have it all the time. Never got in. I didn't but, know you did. Um, I was gonna say, but, but yeah, to I wasn't. Good
0: well, AJGA uh, National Headquarters is there. Okay. Yeah.
2: So if I have any, I'm gonna take a pick it up with them. Uh, maybe I can get <laughs> to still get in those events. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How you got into golf? Where you came from? All that jazz.
0: Yeah. So uh, really quick, because um, it could be a super long story, but I'll, I'll give the cliff notes as much as I can. So if it wouldn't have been for my mom, I would not have landed in golf. I wanted to race, so I came from a racing family. My dad raced motorcycles.
2: kind of racing? uh, Motorcycles. Yeah, my
0: dad raced motocross. Um, My uncle and my grandfather were both. My uncle was in NASCAR for 18 years. My grandfather was always around building race engines and stuff like that. So I grew up in that. When my dad uh, quit racing, he went to work for my grandfather. And so he was a welder by another trade. So just so he could stay around everything, he started building custom frames for race cars. So I did my homework in a garage, you know, to hang around with my dad. So, But my great uncle also owned a golf course. And so my dad would go play in the poker game down there. So I was around it a lot. And the funny thing is, is that what ended up happening in the end that I understand now that had no clue then, I am as extreme of a visual learner as you can get. And so the only golf I watched for like three years was on tour on TV. So mm, um, yeah. anyway, when my mom was like, I'm not giving you the life that I had. So there's no way I'm giving some girl a racing life. So I'm not going to let you yeah. do it. Um, plus she was being protective too. So it just sort of caveated into golf. And my uncle played as well, but it was more just um, a couple of the guys that I knew in high school played and I went out and played and they're like, you're actually like pretty good, you know? And so it just sort of took off from there and something I never saw coming. And then, yeah. And then as, as a, you know, professional, you know, I, I didn't teach because I thought my job was just to sort of be the mayor at the golf course. You know, I just tried to make sure everybody got along, had a great time and, and um, I was sort of the mayor entertainer. And then it's crazy. I, uh, I switched churches back in 2008 and I went to volunteer and they made me do a spiritual gifts test and I'd never done one before. And my number one gift was teaching. And I was like, man, maybe I should do something with this. And so three months later, I tore my rotator cuff and labrum hitting a buried ball out of a hazard. And yeah, it was painful. Um, Not until like, An hour and a half later, that was crazy. It was a delayed reaction. But um, anyway, that sidelined me, had those surgeries, started looking into it. Crazy, crazy story going from all of that. How that instructional part took off is one of my really good friends was playing on tour and his caddy and I became really good friends. And so as I started studying all of this biomechanical stuff for like four years, but I didn't have to put food on the table because I still had a full time job. So it was like the perfect scenario for me to learn at a slow pace, do a ton of research. That's just the kind of person that I am. Really figure out it's like what is what's like true and what isn't. And, you know, the question that I sort of asked myself was was that, man, there's probably been billions of money spent on golf instruction over all of these years, but the average handicap stays the same. So why is that? You know, and so that was one of the, the things that like led me down that journey. And then that kid, I switched one thing in his golf game and he went from caddying in February to playing in the final group at second stage in October. And so I wasn't even teaching a member at this point. Um, and then, so the next thing I know, I'm teaching seven guys on back then it was web.com. And so. Every like I wasn't prepared for it.
2: So who was who was the most notable uh, player that you had on the Web.com then?
0: Well, it would have been Blake Adams. So he was doing oh, yeah. his rehab starts. So he hmm. actually works with me now because he got hurt. Do, y- do y'all remember him when he played on? Yeah, he was
2: with Adams. He was with Adams Golf forever.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he 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 had been with TaylorMade forever, and so he had a couple of hip surgeries battling his body his entire career. He and I had known each other forever because he played at Georgia for a few years. And then he's two years younger than me. And then he, and then he finished up at Georgia Southern was all American down there. Went in another one of his best friends, Josh Broadway, who I'm sure y'all probably know cross-handed bandit. Mm-hmm. And I want to go ahead and tell you too, if you had never had him on this show, you ought to have him on that guy's a riot. And so anyway, knew all that. Blake knew what I was sort of doing. And then, so he's like, Hey man, I am looking for a different direction. And so it went in and the other, the other kid's name that was the caddy was Blake Palmer. Um, so he had status for like six years, but he never, he was never able to really make yeah. the, the jump or whatever. So, but yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. And then another guy I had that was probably, you know, by and large, like outside of Blake Adams, the best player by far was Adam Hart. And he just, oh, yeah. Yeah. He just sort of ran out of time. He and his wife were wanting to have a family and all that. And so um, he had to make some hard decisions. He actually quit with status. I've actually had two people do that. So.
2: So, And that's an interesting point. Well, we have two buddies in Georgia Southern in your backyard. Not really your backyard, but uh, Ben Carr yeah. and Mason Williams. Um, so Bash is closer with both of them, but I know them both pretty well over the years. Um, my question to you is – Wait, you hold see on
1: one these- second. Hold on. Hold your question. I just want to say something real quick. Go, <laughs> okay, bud. He tore his rotator cuff hitting a ball out of a bunker. It was buried. You know how many times that I've seen Steve Peering hit a ball out of a bunker buried and come out
2: clean and never tear anything? I mean, the guy's on the ground. Because you have, to, you have to have some kind of swing okay. speed to do that, dude. Yeah. Okay, so go there, ahead. There's not much there.
0: Sorry. That's only for people that fly Frontier.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we'll get <laughs> well, into Steve Peering because, I mean, he, that's what he asked me. Are you going to mention me today? To, to Make sure you mention me. He's got some good stories. Like, bud, not every episode is about you. <laughs> um I do
0: have I so, do have one whenever we get to it that I have to tell that is the funniest thing ever. So, uh,
2: so I can't wait. Uh, my question to you is you know the, you mentioned something there about you know the mini tour players status going to the web.com. When is enough of enough for a player, right? Like when you start bouncing around and you've been doing this for 10 years, 12 years, you're on the mini tours. When is it time to be like, listen, it was a good try? Uh, and I guess the, the answer is when the money runs out, right? But for you, you see a lot of that probably. What's your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, so one thing I will tell you is that, you know, um, Adam's mom and dad, when we were at final stage that year of Q School, and, and he made it and got through, but he knew, like, he had to be making, like, not just survivable money, like he had, he had to be making like great money. And so, you know, he chose, he only, he was only going to get four starts. And so he just sort of chose that, you know, that if that didn't pan out and he didn't get, you know, like full everything. And so there's a lot of pressure to play under, but anyway, his, his mom and dad were like bawling Cause they were just like, you know, we wish he would have met you like five years ago. You know, and it wasn't anything um, great about me or anything. It just, it was one of those, the more I've been around this is that it's, it's so much more like knowledge is probably 10% of the equation. And so he and I Mm -hmm. will be friends for life. We still text every couple of weeks, um, Mm -hmm. even though we don't see each other that much. And so, you know, that was really painful on my side, but you know, he's happy now they got a beautiful baby girl. I think she's four or five. He's got a great job and he's been promoted a couple of times and I keep telling him, I'm like, dude, like, when are we going to get back to work? Like, you're my ticket to Augusta because I need you to win the mid then and then then I can go and hang out there for a week, you know, as an instructor. Right. answer your question, though, I think you have to have someone in your life that is willing to be brutally honest with yourself and then you have to take the advice you know i don't really like throwing out percentages because you know people can say a percentage and it's like oh well, where'd that really come from but you know right. there there is a in my mind there is a high percentage of people that have that are out there chasing it that have no business doing it
2: well more mm-hmm. so
0: than any other way
2: and that's something too that you know you you play I played at Marshall University. Ryan played at WNJ and we've all been around good players, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, are you going to try? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? And I sit there and I laugh and I'm like, "Listen, bud. Like, you, if no you chance. can't beat the wheels off everyone in your state, how are you going to beat the wheels off somebody at a web.com event, Corn Ferry now, sorry? It's just there is 3 million people out there that are a good player or that are a great player." But are you incredible? I told this story numerous times. You know, growing up in Pinehurst for a couple years, I got to play a lot with Webb Simpson and Brendan Todd. And it's like, to me, if you can't beat them, you're not, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. And, and I know that they're there, there some of the greats. But in reality, you got to, like you said, have somebody in your corner like, say, listen, man, Yeah. I think it's time. And, and um, well, it's time just... for you to get a real job. Golf will always be a part of your life. No, that's just it, man
0: the the thing that i would say is is that and it's this way in other sports i just think that golf is so intricate that average person that plays it just can't even understand they like they have no idea how to you know um, differentiate talent and one of the stories i tell all the time is is if you remember the, the pro glenn day that played out there yeah. for for a while so super random you know, one day went out, I've played with, I think six, six, I've played with six tour players, like while they were like in the midst of like doing everything. And I really don't count Brendan and Brendan and Chris Kirk are a member of the golf course I'm at in Athens. They play there pretty good bits. I don't really count that. This is like people I didn't know, you know, whatever. But anyway, we played with Glenn Day. And I mean, he was like, hundred and twentieth on the money list or whatever that year, like barely kept his card or whatever. It was blowing like fifteen. And he shot sixty. And I was just like, that's that's the difference. Like, I mean that dude made every putt and mm-hmm. I mean we were on slick bent greens. I mean this was in like November. They were absolutely perfect. He's sitting there making putts that You know, you throw up a tracker on TV, it says the make percentage is like 28%. Well, he made like 88% of them that day.
2: Yeah. You know? I'm going to say a name. I I think that you probably know him. He's a good friend of ours. Sean Warren. Do you know that name? Sean
0: Warren? I don't
2: think so. He's a tailor-made guy. He's been to the kingdom a couple times. But he's a PGA pro up in in Maine, and then he plays in the Winners in in Orlando. I I know who you're talking
0: about. I haven't met him face-to-face, but I know you're talking about now.
2: And this guy, I mean, he's played in three PGA championships as a a teaching pro. He has as much talent as I've ever seen. And it's just, and it's like, you know, just one break if it would go his way. He plays in the Corn Ferry Tour event up in Maine. Like, if he just had one good week, I think once he gets going, it's all over for him. You know what I mean? As far as having success. Because this guy's game, I mean, drives it, hits it. Chips it, puts it, and and it's just like, man, he's got all the shots, and it's he just needs a break. And sometimes that's what you do need in, the, in this game is a break.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, but the other thing, getting back to the earlier conversation about when to call it, I mean, it's just – I think we as humans, man, it's just hard for us to accept change and accept us thinking about the unknown, giving up something that you had dreamt about your whole life and mm-hmm. doing that professionally and maybe getting close to it but just not enough – I think that's a lot has a lot to do with what holds a lot of people back. But, you know, it's fun to watch, especially now as we're getting older, these younger kids in college. And and granted, whenever I was in college, there were great college players, but now it just seems like the game is so much more intense for these kids now to try to make it. Like from the fitness regime to the diet to the how much they're practicing to the numbers to the, you know, technicalities of a golf swing. It's changed so much in the last fifteen years. And granted, a lot of that has to do with technology, but the other the other aspect of that is the the
2: amount of competition. Dude, these kids are fearless. Yeah. They're yeah, fearless. It's, That's it's, the it's, thing that they are so good at eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old. Look at the Sam Bennett, dude. Yeah. Eight under par through two rounds, and it's like are you kidding me? He's an amateur at the Masters. Obviously, he belongs there, but he won the USAM. But it's like, holy shit. Like, But I was still building Legos at 20. Yeah, Right,
1: and you still are. But you know what? It's crazy, <laughs> too. This is our perspective, right? Golf. But it's probably true across the board for many other sports. I mean, you have, mm-hmm. you have basketball players regrading to get another year under their belt and playing in all these different leagues to try to get an, a D1 ride. Like... It's across the board now with with the youth sports, and that's yeah. a whole other topic of discussion. But um, it's interesting, though, you know, talking about that stuff.
0: One thing I would say from that standpoint is is that to me, so the, the kids that I coached, that you know, I sit down with their parents. I actually was having a talk to a parent earlier today. In this day and age, if you don't absolutely eat, sleep, live, breathe, and like you can't get enough of it there's no way you'll make it because yeah. of, of, of everything you just rolled out. And what I see a lot of on the mini tours is I see guys that are super talented, but the reason they want to do it is because of the lifestyle. Like they don't love the game. They want it because of what the game can give them. They don't love the game. And if you don't love it and like it's not in your fibers your in being, there's no way in hell you can make it through everything that it takes mm-hmm. to get there.
2: But that's with anything, right? Yeah. That's with what you're doing in your everyday job. If it's not even in golf, it's it's with everything. Being a parent, being yeah. a husband, um, you know, being a janitor, whatever. But
0: but I feel from that standpoint, from my experience, you know, and when I graduated high school, like five, the top five players in the entire United States were all from the Atlanta area. But it still was easy to you know, not make it at the top, but, like, it was a lot easier to make it than it is now. Like, to to your point you were saying a minute ago, Bash, I mean, it's just, like, the competition level is through the roof. Mm-hmm. And it's in everything. I mean, my, my yeah. nieces play soccer in Tennessee, and it's just like, you know, as soon as you think that you're, like, doing really good, you go play another team, you're like, ah, we're not that good, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. So,
2: yeah, I know, I know. So now that you're, like, uh, you're you're teaching and you're at the kingdom which everybody knows the kingdom as the Taylormade headquarters on the East Coast. what are you doing with Taylormade are you doing a lot of fittings are or you, are you handling a lot of tour players? what's that kind of look like as your job uh, at the at Reynolds Plantation?
0: Yeah, so my job like 90 I would say ninety percent of my job is to run and promote that facility and so I don't teach n- that much anymore. I mean mm-hmm. I do, but nothing on the level of what I used to be at. And I and I like that. I love the balance of what I have now. So, I'm not I only fit if we have like a corporate event and we need like 5 of us out there. I do fit all of my players just because I know them so well and it's just a lot easier. And so I do that. You know, I don't I don't really participate in the fittings unless we have a big corporate event and mm-hmm. we need Four or five fitters at one time. That's my daily life.
2: I'm going to say a name to you about TaylorMade and uh, you tell me what you think. Chris Chalk.
0: Who's that? Trotty
2: Golf. Oh, Trot- yeah. oh. Trotty Golf.
0: Yeah, he's awesome.
2: I was going to say, if you don't know him, bud, you might yeah, not yeah. work for TaylorMade. This might be a fraud.
0: <laughs> no, 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 I didn't hear you the first time.
2: The social media with him is so cool. And it's just, you know, the, the things that he, the people don't see on the day to day as a normal peasant. Uh, the back in the in the tour truck, what you're doing to a certain club uh, to get what you're looking to do. It's it's really neat to see him follow along social media.
0: Yeah, he is brilliant at the social media asp- aspect and bringing the audience like into the you know the atmosphere of what's going on and really giving them that perspective. Do
1: you get out much on tour with the guys? I mean, have you worked with any of the tour players?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know that are with TaylorMade. I mean, talk a little bit about that. What any anything any juicy stuff? Any good stories? Sean?
0: Um, not really. Like the thing is, is that so? Who we get? A lot of times, we get a lot of the LPGA players. We get, I would say, probably ninety percent of the corn fairy players and the developmental. And we get all like almost all the AJGA kids from all over the United States that are coming through, you know, and then we get the so coming around like late October, going into November, as soon as a wraparound season starts, we will get people that will come to us because we're sort of hidden and in the middle of nowhere that are looking to probably make an equipment change and leave one company and go to another and they'll come to us and test everything sort of under the radar. So
2: with nobody knowing, with
0: nobody knowing. Yeah.
2: I I did that a couple of times, but I don't want people to know what to do.
0: That way. I mean, you know, the thing is, is, I mean, you know, you're on, you're your own CEO. So, you know, even though you're under contract and all that, it doesn't matter if you go and shop something else around. So we get a lot of that. It's a lot of fun just because, you know, everything's super laid back and, They understand like what's going on and they understand that we're protecting them. And so we, that, that kind of banner that we get on those days is actually probably the most fun that we ever have just because, you know, they want to know. They're like, Hey, so what's, what's it like from this? Like what, what's it like from a service level, you know, and all those things like that. So that's a, that's a very fun time of year.
1: How about R and D like, so right now the Stealth 2 is out. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's doing pretty well. You could attest to that. Uh, I've hit it. I, I really liked it. I, I hit the ping better, but I really like the Stealth too. I'm coming, from a, uh, I'm coming from the Sim 2. No, but, you're coming from um, the M5, bud. Well, it's Sim 2, M5, back to the, yeah, Sim 2, <laughs> whatever, same thing. But, you know, so right now, you know, it's everything's out. And it's been a work in progress probably for the last, I don't know, year, two years to get this product out now what is going on right now behind the scenes that Taylor made for 2024 uh, or is that not really anything you can divulge?
0: well I wouldn't be able to divulge it if I knew but I seriously don't know so I will I get to see whatever new is coming around September I got you we'll, we'll, our team will will go out there and we will participate in like testing with the kingdom team out west just to get really good feedback but we also the way that the way that we all that we fit it's very unique um, between our two properties and then it bleeds in our experiential teams as well but obviously they don't have the equipment that we have so it's it's along the same basis but it's not you know obviously at the level we're at so we, we're constantly from that standpoint collaborating with them like hey What are you seeing and all that? So then that week, that's a really good week where we go out and we really start to test all the new stuff. And then they won't, they won't feedback from us, you know, as that team. So I I don't, I won't see anything till like probably typically like late September.
2: Do you remember a guy for Adams Golf named Jason Williams? Yes. Okay. So Willie was the tour rep for Adams for years. And so I got to be pretty close with Willie and, uh, you know, Bubba. That's what he called. Hey, hey Bubba, what do, you, what do you need, Bubba? And so, Willie, this is when TaylorMade acquired Adams Golf. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but TaylorMade bought Adams Golf, and Adams Golf was coming out with so much good stuff, and TaylorMade got first writer refusal on everything. Yeah. So he's like, man, like, they take all the good shit, and they leave us with this stuff that they didn't want, that it clearly isn't good enough, but TaylorMade's taken our product and and... And blown so, it out of the water with yeah. this. Like the hybrids and, and the, yep. the fairway metals. That was the big thing with Adams Golf and TaylorMade Golf. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why they acquired Adams because Adams' R&D was so freaking good. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it was interesting to see that. Yeah, Tight that lies, speed baby. slot
0: and the Idea Hybrid. Yeah. Yes. The Idea Hybrid, like the new Stealth 2, is the closest one to that one that was like from 2010, which was unbelievable how good it was. Here's a funny it's story. About, so pretty funny story about Willie. So, so I ran the Colt Ford um golf tournament for like three years in a row that we we had at our place. And so it was really awesome. Had country music guys there, PGA tour players in every group. It was awesome. So Willie was there as one of the sponsors and everything. So he's there playing like, you know, I basically just shut the golf course down to a certain extent. But this is Sunday afternoon. So there's like all of our members that like go to church and stuff like that are coming for like Sunday brunch. So Willie is out there playing with Jamie Johnson and he's wearing a flat bill black hat that says bad Emma effer on it. And he walks into Sunday brunch to go get a beer from the bar at the turn. And, like,
2: <laughs> well, and he probably, everybody's looking at him. He probably looks at him and said, what's up, Bubba? <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious.
0: Going like, are you kidding me? I was like, dude, just take it off and leave it in the cart. Like, I don't care. Yeah. You got it on. Like, as soon as this is over, it won't matter. You can do whatever you want to do right pretty funny though he's such God. a good dude he's yeah. such
2: a good dude and you mentioned cold Ford. he's a good buddy of ours and and you know he his golf game and what he's done for golf and what golf's done for him is a really cool story people don't understand how good at golf he is they
0: have no idea so i've known him since i was 12 i used to ride to um ajga events you know with him the other thing that people don't know, and he he hates me telling this, he probably doesn't care that I tell it now, but he hated me telling this a couple of years ago. If he would have devoted as much time in the golf as he did to music, he would have been, you know, and we joke about it all the time, but see, he was pre-Tiger. So when he graduated high school, the guy that finished 125th on the money list, I think made about $79,000 so there wasn't any money and that wasn't that much money in golf back then you know right. and so he he his incentive was like oh there's a lot more money in music well had he known what was going to happen when tiger woods came on the scene and he would have stuck in the golf and
2: you know so. boy I would have loved seeing tiger woods and colt ford in the same room Dude, that
0: guy I there mean. is yeah he and I won a two man best ball and I shot 32 on the back and we didn't count like the four birdies that i made he tied them and then cut everything else and he said he he basically said because we were like three down he goes there's no way in hell we're losing this and he shot 29 on the back nine
1: I, I'm, a, I'm a tiger fan personally i mean I, I think the guy's probably seen better days we all know that i, I don't know what he's going to do obviously because of the injuries but at the same point in time like is he really going to yuck it up on a champions tour and three or four years. I don't know, but it was a pretty pivotal moment in his career. Whenever the whole deal with Nike kind of fell through when they shifted away from the golf club manufacturing. And now he had to, to go out and find new, new supplier for his clubs. And, you know, I don't know how long it's been now, but, but Taylor kind of got the nod on that one. What effect did that have on Taylor I mean, I would think it would have had a, a pretty big effect.
0: Yeah, it was pretty massive. Well, you know, at that point, TaylorMade and the other club companies as well were sort of shifting gears. I would say TaylorMade – and, you know, I, didn't, I haven't looked at all the marketing data and everything like that and what really, really happened. But from a insider perspective, TaylorMade sort of led the way on, hey, we're going to try to sign the five best players in the world and have them all on our team, and we're not going to pay anybody else. Like, like they were doing before, you know, because I mean, there for a while, I mean, you were getting, you know, 15, 20 grand just for playing the driver if you had status, yeah. you know, and so all of that shifted and it shifted sort of just before all of that came on the scene and then. And then that happened, and so.
2: Do they go to him for R and D? Like whenever there's an R and D, do they come like Tiger? Should we matte black this, or should we? I mean What are you looking for in the eye? Are they taking all collections from every you know collections from every player?
0: I wish I knew the exact story, but I wasn't there, no, and I've heard it. You know, I've heard it secondhand. But when when they were making his P7 TW irons, like. He would l- literally sit there, and he's like, "The window's two feet too high. Go back and change this
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, down to a science I yeah. mean like
0: un- it, it, like that guy i, I listen, listened, you know, it, like when y'all had rock on, whenever that mm-hmm. was, like what was that like a little bit over a month ago, and he kept just saying, yes, no, it's it's not surprising. It's him, you know, it's not surprising yeah. you know and and that is. I mean, there will never be anybody else like that ever. Because the thing is he has more than anyone else is the mental. That's why he's even still out there now. If if he could ride in a cart right now, he would win three or four times a year.
1: Yeah, that's 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 what I heard. I've heard that same thing that, you know, if he if he was able to ride, man, his golf game on tour, he'd be right there. I mean, look what he did at Riv earlier <laughs> in the year. I mean, that was kind of surprising. Yeah. Right? No, that's that's awesome. So the Kingdom guys down there in Georgia. Where about in Georgia? Lake Reynolds, where's that?
0: Yeah. So we are an hour south of Athens and an hour and a and a half uh, east of Atlanta.
1: So are you when you're fitting are you guys using all trackmen or what type of technology are you using to to get these dialed in?
0: Yeah, so the first thing we do, so I can just sort of take you through like a, uh, yeah, you know, take like a through. simulated, Cause like fitting.
1: Yeah, because there's people out there that, that probably button, you know, I have a buddy, bought a putter off the shelf at Dick's. I mean, yeah. so there's people out there that do stuff like that. But so anyways, for those people that need to get fitted, listen to this.
0: Well, the you know, the thing is, is like I said, I listen to you guys a lot. And like, so um, y'all were talking with uh, Ian about going out to ping, and, you know, he and y'all can go do that but like you know billy you know billy Baru can't go and can't call ping up and go do that you know so <laughs> <laughs> sorry i got you on that one I?
2: <laughs> yeah billy gonna use that one
0: <laughs> you know so but for us any we welcome anyone i mean we are completely 100 open to the public and so you're gonna come in you know we get you checked in let you go out if you warm up shots, and then we typically have either two to three fittings happening simultaneously, and then so our fitters will go through, and then so we take every single player doesn't matter, every single player goes into gears, and that's what the West Coast team during COVID, and so I don't know if y'all know when were you on when were you playing uh, Pepe like when you when were you
2: up? I was 408
0: Okay, you. so I think Dwayne was gone by then. So do you, you know Dwayne Anderson? Mm-mm. I think he was gone by then. I think his last year out there was '02. I think. Anyway, so he works at the kingdom now, and he is extremely intelligent. And so when COVID hit and everything got shut down, we were using gears. But obviously, have y'all been on gears before?
2: No. Do you, you know what
0: it is, though, right? It's 3D 3D motion capture. Um, So it's 3D motion capture. So you can do it for the body, which is more for teaching. We do it for club only. And so anyway, it gives you a lot of data. And so when COVID happened and everything sort of got shut down, Dwayne started going in and trying to figure out if there was a better way to really start analyzing this data and a way to be able to apply it a lot easier because typically what would happen is it is it just sort of lended to more confusion so long story short he started on this journey and this path of going and trying to put things together and he came up with all this and then last summer our team went out there and worked with them we actually went and work with them uh two different times And so there's a guy that works for me that's extremely intelligent as well, Todd Laniac. And so they sort of started putting all this there. And Dwayne was probably 90% the way there. But when we all went out and we started going through it and then collaborating, it sort of validated everything. So basically what happens is we come in and we have our own way that we analyze every single bit of this. So you come in, you hit five irons and five drivers, and then we look at your data and then we know from that what shaft buckets you need to be in. And so, oh, wow. yeah. And so here's the thing, the the, uh, the proof in the pudding is this, is that, and this is how like, I don't know if anybody else is doing, you know, what Dwayne came up with and what we've sort of perfected a little bit even more over the last like nine months I'm not, I don't know if anybody else is doing it, but if they are, I guarantee you they're like us and they're not telling anybody about it, you know, or they're not telling people how we came up with that. They're just, they're doing it. But like for me, I went and put myself on there and I was like, cause I sort of knew I was like, all right, look, I'm going to come in. Y'all treat me just like a normal person and I'm going to go through it. And I had a feeling after we started researching all this stuff and going through it, that I was pretty off. But I was as off as as you could possibly get with the equipment. So I'm the director of the kingdom and been that for five years, and I am playing with the worst setup equipment for myself <laughs> as possible. But the thing is, is that what conventional wisdom tells you is is completely off. I mean, in that golf, you know, and so this this when when you start getting into the equipment side of it, the exact same thing existed. So Great example. So I was playing a Ventus Black tipped an inch and a half, 6X. So counterbalanced, stiff all the way through, stiff tip and everything. Now I'm playing a Acra M5 6X tipped a half an inch. Mars and Venus.
1: Yeah, big time. Yeah,
0: and I went from playing MNTs to playing Steel Fiber so again slightly counterbalance stiff tip to tip weighted soft handle soft midsection i mean completely different
1: for the people out there you know a lot of people might not understand the phrase tipped and we all know you know what that is you know with respect to the end of the club but can you explain a little bit about tipping in regard to what it accomplishes
0: yeah so basically most shafts are, are made to be tipped typically I would just say, you know, and this is not universal, but just for the audience out there. So typically you would have, you know, a driver would be tipped somewhere between, you know, a half an inch, three quarter to an inch, just depending on. And then you would have a three wood at an inch and then like a five wood would be an inch and a half just to make the profile flow, you know, through the set. That's if you're using the exact same shaft because that's what the person needs like through that. That's just to make the EI, the EI flow through a set from that way. When you look at gears, it's like throw every bit of that out the window. The cool thing is, is that the shaft companies, because they're all right there in California, they've been out there doing a lot of research with Dwayne as well. And we basically have said, you might as well eliminate every label that you've ever put on a shaft ever. So low launch, low spin for who? Because all three of us, Obviously, y'all have never seen me swing. I've never seen you swing. But all three of us, I guarantee you, shafts are going to do something completely different for each one of us. So there's no like set way. But once you figure out what a person's swing DNA is, and that's basically the easiest way to, to describe gears, it goes in and it is like cheating. I mean, it is literally like cheating because we know ex- it, from that point, we know what bucket you're in and then basically from the bucket is is like, you know, it's just at that point it's like, hey, you know, what color shirt do you want to wear? So yeah. you can't go wrong once you're in that bucket, you know, because we, it, and we go through and explain to you, you know, so for me, I never could release the club, but you would think so here's what happened and y'all understand this and I'm sorry if, if you know, the listeners because it's going to get technical, but I know that maybe I want to hear this. So for me, I'll tell you what what was happening. So I would snatch it from the top. So conventional wisdom said you better give him a super stiff, you know, butt section, you know, and make it counterbalance cuz he's cuz it's going to need to catch up cuz he's going to have a tendency to get it behind him or whatever. Well, you put it on gears, that's the exact opposite. The reason I was snatching it is because it wasn't loading enough. And so when it wasn't loading enough, then you give me the extremely stiff tip. And, I mean, I'm thrown out of an airplane hanging on to the wing on every swing. My swing speed went up in two swings four and a half miles an hour just because I wasn't holding on anymore. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and it's crazy. Like, it's as soon as Todd put that club in my hand and I swung it, it was like, oh, my gosh, this! I can play golf again.
1: <laughs> like, Holy shit, four and a half miles an hour.
0: I mean, it was, it, it's, it was nuts. I mean, it's the craziest thing. And I'm probably not a – I mean, I don't think that everybody would have the same, you know, experience that I did with it. But it was pretty eye-opening. Um, but it's been great for everybody. And it's, you know – my fitters, we actually had a, we have a team meeting like every quarter or whatever. And like yesterday we had a team meeting and I just asked him, I was like, Hey, you know, just tell me how you're doing and everything. And they're like, this whole thing that Dwayne came up with that we, that we continue to work inside this matrix and all this, they're like, it is the biggest game changer in all of like my entire career. They're like, I feel like if Jesus came down and wanted to get fit, I would be like, bring it on, buddy. I know I'm going to get it right, you know. <laughs> so
1: But I might I might be headed down to the kingdom. I mean, you talking about butt shafts in the midsection. I mean, we talking about like vintage stuff here, man. This is like
2: Well, speaking of somebody that likes equipment and changing equipment, is our buddy who introduced us to Steve Peering, My mm-hmm. man. Oh my god. <laughs> he changes his equipment like his underwear. So we he he was my partner at Pine Needles for the Pine Needles Invitational. It was a gross event, which ideally he should not be in. And I'm not saying that to be. It's just there's no shots given, bud. <laughs> so I told him the first tee, like, hey, you're not getting any dots, bud. This is like big boy golf. Yeah, he was looking so for some dots. I watched him for two rounds, and we're in the hotel room, and I said, bud, you should not be using these irons. What do you mean I shouldn't be using these irons? I, I, I was in the hard, good game forever. I said, I don't care what game you were in. These the the sole of these irons. I'm not using this thin of a Mm sole, and I know I can hit the ball better than you, bud. I can promise you that. Why are you making the game harder for yourself? Because you like the look. Just you like purely the look. So whatever. He argues with me. Two weeks Mm -hmm. later, he gets new irons. Now now all of a sudden, dude, this is a game. This is a game changer. Like, thank you so much for that that tip. You know, it's just I said, why are you making the game harder? Make it mm-hmm. easier. That's why you want to come back and play. Whenever you have a little wider soul, you can hit bad shots that are still perform. So you'll like this story. So he shot his he shot a 73, which I don't know who was with him, if anyone was with him. Um, and he's telling me that, oh, man, I had 13 birdie putts. I missed. I said, okay. I said, I got another. I said, you know, I'm not going to give you another tip. He said, no, give it to me. I said, all right. I said, you go to your lows. Go to your local lows. He's like, all right. And I said, You go in, you ask him where the brooms are. And he's like, All right. And I said, You get the firmest bristle broom, cut it down to the length of your putter, and use that bud. Dude, go screw yourself.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Peering, you can tell beauty. Peering. Peering should have his own like TV show. Really.
0: Hey, I mean. so can I tell that this story real quick? Please, so,
2: please, I we oh, need yeah. to hear it.
0: Okay, so he he comes, him him and his brother in law come in to stay with me. Um, this is back like late February. Going to play all weekend in Athens or whatever, and so he loves eating at this one barbecue joint. So we, it's like perfect thing. We meet there for lunch, eat barbecue, head on over. We're going to play Athens Country Club that day. On our way over there. It was very strange. Pull up the one light and there's like a college girl. It looks like a normal college girl. And she's holding a sign. It's just like, I've lost everything. I I was like, like floor. So anyway, I like motion her over and I entered her 20 bucks. And I like typically don't do that. But I was like, man, this is like something is just crazy here. And he's in the car behind me. So anyway, we go on, we get to the golf course and everything like that. And so one of my buddies who's the member there is who we were playing with. So he'd never met them before and anything. And so he, Todd walks up on the tee and Steve starts, he goes, yeah, man, thanks for having us. You know how he is. I mean, he's just such a wonderful guy and he's going over and above, you know, and I think he already had told him before we teed off, he was going to send him some link sole shorts. So. um,
2: That'll be a wrong size.
0: (laughs) So anyway, we're sitting there and he goes, I'm just super thankful that I got my clubs And then so he starts telling this story and he had told me earlier in the day. And so Todd literally just, you know, like remarks to him and he goes, he goes, I've never heard anyone of them losing their luggage or their golf clubs, you know, and then actually getting them back before they leave the airport. He goes, Oh no, no, they didn't really lose them. He goes, they just only unloaded half of the plane and then they had to go over that. And then I sat there and I was like, what did you fly and he goes frontier and i'm like i shouldn't have given that girl 20 bucks i shouldn't have given (laughs) it to you (laughs) my (laughs) man
2: he's every day in steve peering's life there's a story i mean it's like (laughs) he is the best though i mean the guy we love the guy he's he's an incredible dude and the nicest dude but i mean like steve can you wake up bud like
1: yeah I, I i get to spend five days with steve in oregon every year and it's never a dull moment with the guy i mean i got so many good videos of him on my phone like uh, i could create a, a phenomenal a real, video where they were leaving to mean, go steve. to the
0: airport on sunday morning I, I just i walked him out or whatever and i was like you know it's been a great weekend and everything like that and i said um I said, so are you flying to Wichita and got like a six hour layover and then back to PA? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you never know when he's popping in, man. You know, he'll call you on a Sunday night. Hey bud, you want to peg it tomorrow? Like yeah, aren't you in Jacksonville? Like, and
2: then or oh, he'll or he'll be at a I penguins took my mom to play. dinner. I had yeah. meetings in I had meetings in LA. Oh really? It so happened to be when the penguins are playing in LA, bud, huh? Yeah. Like Yeah. He's he's a beauty. Um but yeah. So I had to I had to put that in there about, about his clubs, but he's a prime example, right? Oh, like yeah. y- y- you know
0: He had a set you need to get to my house that he had never touched. There were apex blades that he's playing with, and we're I said the same thing. I was, like, it. I was like, dude, you need like stealth or seven ninety at like at the world. or shovels. I was like, who cares what's in your bag, dude? Like nobody cares what you're Nobody cares.
2: Nobody cares.
0: It
1: ain't about the looks. He had a driver ship to Pinehurst. I mean, oh he's shipping God. gloves everywhere now. <laughs> I mean, golly. And
2: it's always like a it's always like a cluster. It's always a cluster with Steve Peary. But whatever. So you
1: guys out there, you need to look up Sean Kane, director of operations, director of instruction at the Kingdom TaylorMates facility in Georgia. Sounds like anybody uh anybody can come on in.
0: Anybody can come in. It's a it's a PGA it's a tour go. fitting experience for Joe Public. And Billy. I Bird. love it. I like that guy.
1: Man, it's been good kind of hearing some of these uh these stories from you, the technicalities. So thank you for that, man. We we're gonna transition this over to our last segment of the show called the Tap In segment, presented by Bettinardi Golf. Jonathan is gonna ask you some questions here that demand your your little bit of a response on these. They're kind of easy. He's 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 watering
2: them down nowadays. Okay. Favorite on course drink.
0: If it's a shot, Crown Peach. Uh, if it's if it's a sipper, um, tequila and water. And if it's a super super hot day, and I'll sweat enough of it out, Miller right.
2: Lite. <laughs> there you go. Best golfer you ever fitted at
0: the Kingdom. Like me personally, or who's been there? Yep, me
2: person. You personally? Uh,
0: well, the kid that I teach is about to go to UGA. He's a junior in high school name is Billy Abdal all
2: right dream forsome uh, can be dead or alive
0: dream forsome so tiger Bobby Jones and Larry Munson
2: Larry, was Munson. Larry Munson
0: he was That's George's funny. longtime radio announcer huh. for, at UGA right.
2: I thought it was like another I thought it was like another Billy uh... No. <laughs> i thought it was the guy from the adams family (laughs) (laughs) all right last question what are you chasing
0: what am i chasing um what's today today's the 20th um we got member member in uh two weeks so that's what i'm
2: chasing i'm chasing w
0: chasing the w
2: chasing dubs i love it man thank you so much (sighs) my man yeah, can, I feel like we, we could probably do an Instagram live with you at some point, too, because we, we can talk. Yeah. yeah. This has been fun. Thanks again, my man. Before we get into the outro portion of the podcast, I wanted to tell you a little bit about Joyce's jewelry. All right? Everyone likes a nice piece of jewelry, timepiece, new band, new fashion ring, whatever your fancy. Whatever tickles your fancy. Joyce's Jewelry will tickle that fancy. And if you go over to Joyce's they have photos of their wedding bands, engagement rings. They have a cool process where you'll go through picking a diamond, a special diamond for your significant other learn about that diamond. And then you pick the semi-mounting, which holds the center stone, and they build it for you. So that ring is made for your loved one. And then they also have the timepieces for the gentlemen, Omega. Brightling, Oris. pre owned. So make sure you think of Joyce's Jewelry for your next special purchase. Joyce's Jewelry.com, chasing birdies 20 at checkout will get you 20% off. You think I can use that at checkout? No, bud. I
1: didn't think. Great stuff, though. I'm doing some great stuff. Shout out, BK. Yeah, Sean, thanks for coming on the show, man. I want to just... get on
2: that system, bud. Well, how about the guy, the bucket and shafts they put you in? Yeah. It's, like, it, it's right
1: yeah. there, bud. Yeah the the guy you know we're talking about how good these players are and the guy was like last on the money list and he shot what he shoots 60 he says he shoots 60 just making putts everywhere and that's true you think about it if you go through your round everybody everybody yeah you're gonna you're gonna have one or two shots that you just totally missed but if you can add up the putts that you really think you could have should have made which you didn't because you wouldn't be talking Mm -hmm. about it but it's five or six around i mean that's big but the fitting aspect of it, you can attest to it. I can attest to it. It's what you got to do. And the great thing about the kingdom, as I said maybe earlier, is that it's open to the public. So mm-hmm. Betty, Joe, Billy, Badass, you guys can go down there. I might even mosey some. on
2: over there. I'm I'm in uh, Aiken, South Carolina next week. Yeah, yeah. So I might mosey on over there. Want um, to pick it up? Well, in two weeks, actually, next week. I'm uh, I'm Monday, guys. I'm playing Crooked Stick. Good friends of ours, at the Moyer Open. So how's your monday going i mean your game right now but it's on on point game feels good but what's up well i was just gonna say
1: you in this winter you haven't really practiced much but for people in the pittsburgh area you want to get out and play golf you want to have a cold beer and a nice little bite to eat and that's exactly what x-golf in wexford will do to you i mean the simulators there are the best simulators that i've played on it's The the ball comes up out of the ground for you. You don't have to bend over. So I know summer's coming, guys. You want to get out on a course. But keep in mind, you can still go hone your game indoors on rainy days. Drive on over to Wexford, X-Golf in Wexford. It'll get you in a good spot. And like I said, you can sit down and have a cold one when it's all said and done. Yes,
2: sir. So my man,
1: big weekend for you. I don't know. I just said that. <laughs> made you look.
2: <laughs> made you look. Huh, uh, huh, made uh, you think? Now, uh, BK and I are heading over to the Moyer Open. Can't wait to see all of them, as I mentioned. Um, I love Indianapolis. It's a great city. And then from there, the week of our next guest, we're I think we're moseying on over to uh, another spot that we like to go to every once in a while. So we'll keep you guys posted on that one. My man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, everyone go to chaseandbirdies.com. Jason underscore birdies on Instagram. Keep checking us out. I like the new photos of you put. I'm glad I don't have to see you in a yeah. meal, our election. I
1: know they, they, they were ridiculous.
2: And thank you to Holderness and Born for outfitting the boys.
1: You want to you want to talk about the next guest we have on the episode, or you just want to let that ride? It's your call,
2: bud. Whatever you want to do. What do you want to do? Uh,
1: we'll just let it ride. Let it ride. But hey, guys, tune in here in two weeks for another episode of Jason Birdie. It is gonna be a good one, and you can watch it on YouTube. Which you can watch all these on YouTube, apparently. I didn't know that. But this
2: one's going to be the video portion. Yeah, dynamite.
1: Hey, guys. uh, Thank you for listening to another episode of Chase and Birdies. We appreciate all the continued support out there. And naturally, thank you to Evo at Simpler Media for putting this thing together. Jacqueline DiPaterio, Rachel London. You girls are just killing it for us here on the social handles. And we hope you all have a good day. Chase them. Enjoy life. And we will catch you all in two.